0: Bienvenido. I'll shut down full cast. Solamente en español. Porque los Hurricanes, los canes. The U's back, baby. I know everyone says it because you say you're back all the time. That's tres, cero, cinco.
1: tres, cero, cinco. tres, cero, cinco. tres, cero, cinco. I thought we were
2: starting in Spanish because Iowa and Iowa State are again unranked, meaning that El Asico has been restored.
1: Oh, man. <sighs> nope.
0: Nope. Only the only ass going into this is Notre Dame's because guess what? Got punted. Got punted repeatedly. They put up the El <laughs> Ocho. They put up the 8. That's an impressive way to get blown out. 3-3 three, three sad. Zero, zero, zero's an occasion. That's a historical note, right? Seven, you tried. Eight. Oh, you had ambitions. You thought you thought mathematically you, you, you could come back. And that's the saddest thing. An eight on the scoreboard, an eight's like finding a note from somebody who later died in a mine. It's like <laughs> I plan to escape. <laughs> Margaret, I'll see you on Thursday. With Guess my
1: what? with with it's my a, newfound riches.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there are a few different notes you can find in that mine. Like, like, like zero is like, I'm glad I'm down here. Fuck all <laughs> you all up there. I wish you were down here with me. He signs up, bitches. Uh, the three is like, lived <laughs> a good life. Seven is like, ah, well, uh, you know, there, there, there were obstacles to overcome. Whatever. Eight is like. When I get out of here, can we go on a date? Check yes or no.
1: It's a little, it's even a little crazier than that. It's like, so I think my body is now inoculated against interceptions and they can't hurt me. So no -hmm. no matter how many I throw, I'll only get stronger. That's what I believe. I've been eating moss on the inside of this mine. And I think it's making, it's opening up parts of my mind that I didn't even know existed. I'm going to stay in the mine. I think that's where victory is.
0: I've made friends down here.
2: I think. And the, and the two is I'm not locked in here with the mind. The mind's locked in here with me.
1: <laughs> yeah. The two is the two is the mind writing the note being like, Hey, yeah, uh, boy, Dave sure is a dipshit. Don't know why he'd go spelunking by himself without any gear, not tell anybody where he went and, uh, forget all his medication. But here we are anyway. <laughs> yeah, just case, sorry about just
0: Dave. No. And, an iPhone 6? It's not a headlamp. It's not a headlamp. It, it, it
1: is with enough tape.
0: <laughs> For a while. For a while. The thing is, he was pointing it straight at his face. <laughs> the, the other point is this. There's no, there's no LTE in the cave, so don't bother calling anyone Notre Dame. Because guess, guess who took you deep and left you there? That'd be, that'd be the Miami Hurricanes. Now, uh, I was a bit shocked by this because I didn't think Notre Dame, of all things, would look slow. But, man, they look slow. And that, that wasn't that wasn't the tack. That's not the tack in 2017, is to say. Notre Dame doesn't have talent, because they do. Um, that talent, though, um, it ain't as fast, especially along the offensive line. Notre Dame had a good offensive line. And uh, when they tried to run sideways on the Canes, that, that, didn't, that didn't work. Actually, when they tried to run forward against the Canes, that didn't work. The only direction where the run game really worked was backwards. They were very successful running backwards. It was a strength. I got to say that even in a loss you got to find a silver lining. Silver lining here, the backwards run game is very strong for Notre Dame.
1: It's equally odd seeing Miami's running game be so damn good without their their starter. You know, this is not the running back committee that you expected to see for the Hurricanes, and they just had no problem they just were like, okay, here we go. 12 yards here, 18 yards, yep. 40 yards here, yep. Cool. All right. We'll throw it around a little, not more than we have to. You'll throw it around a little more than that, and you'll be bad at it. And then we'll all go home.
0: Yeah, this is mostly a matter of four turnovers, because I know everyone will look at the score and go, whew, man, that's a complete domination. It's not. It's not too different than what Miami's been doing all year long. It's just that Notre Dame was particularly generous because – uh, Miami's been getting turnovers all year long. I mean, they have you seen they have it in case they haven't mentioned it. They have a chain for those kind of things.
1: Yeah, they do. I mean, at this point, I do think they are going to run into a problem where, uh, possession of the chain is going to start getting fought over. I think they need multiple turnover chains is what I'm saying. And you can maybe add more, Bangles to your particular chain.
0: Are you are you saying that they need like a precious Two moment? Two chains.
2: <laughs> I was gonna. Go I think they need, to the NCAA, they need to adopt the NCA. They need to adopt the NCA catch rule. You know, tie goes to you know. You, you need to really, really. Uh, stipulate out the rules here. I know I know I know rules aren't your aren't your forte Miami and that's why we love you, but I think you're going to want to establish some paperwork here as to exactly who gets custody of well, the champion. Well
1: well hold on. The, the the NCAA has already said you can give rings to your to your team. And it doesn't have to be oh, we won the conference or oh, like Tennessee gave the team rings for w- winning like a bowl game not too long ago. So like you can get away with this. I would argue a necklace is nothing but a particularly large floppy ring, right?
0: I think so. It's oh, a that's ring that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's a ring that's lost integrity.
1: No, it's a ring right. that I is mean, adaptable, okay?
2: Could you just say it's a ring for a very, very large person?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. That's this, fucking is, this, brilliant, though. this is a ring for Vince Wilfork. I'm surprised we're starting with this game, though.
2: Why was there uh, was there another big game that had a a disastrous, embarrassing result for a um program that is near and dear to this podcast?
1: Yeah, I mean Friday night Stanford beat Washington. That's what. No, we're not going. To, I mean, yes, yeah, Stanford did beat Washington. This may be the last time we talk about the Pac twelve on the shutdown forecast for the rest of the season, barring Apple Cup because Apple Cup is interesting and a little bit fighty. And, uh, maybe the UCLA job, maybe we'll throw that in the, the in the ring. But other than that, I don't think we're going to talk about UPAC 12 and that's probably fine. I made you a generous offer on Twitter, $7,800 for SB Nation to air all of your games next season. And you know what you did? <laughs> you didn't even fucking respond. You would think I would get the courtesy of at least a, a, of, uh, you know, a counter offer. We want $12,000. You know what? I would have done it, but now I won't. Dipshits.
2: Hey, I'll kick in on that if you want. No, then I'd, no I'd we're, we're negotiating. Like what are you doing? 12 game per week. They can't hear this. this. Listen, this is the Pac-12 network of podcasts. No one can hear it.
1: That's true. It comes out at extremely irregular hours. People are insanely unhappy with the quality of it. Nobody's quite sure why the three of us are on it, and San Diego State could probably beat all of us. Yeah, no, (laughs) checks all the boxes. Uh, No, I I assumed Spencer was going to talk about the other team that scored 40 points. Oh, wait, he's here now. I'm back. Okay, that was fun. Hopefully this will work. Yeah, we had a little conversation with that. It's fine.
0: Can you hear me? Yes. Did it already? No it's still just dear god this is this is (laughs) fucking awful
2: it is pretty crackly it really all this in right yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah it's absolutely fucking
1: terrible this is why i like when people tweet me they're like you edit the full cast (laughs) oh
0: you know what i think it'd be perfectly acceptable to assault those people on the street (laughs) like seriously i'm what, what I'm going to do, I don't know what the fuck is up here, okay? I'm going to restart everything, because this is possessed.
2: Damn, he's going to burn his house. We'll
1: wait, we'll wait. Marianne, we're getting a divorce. Why? Because Skype isn't working. We're going to get remarried.
2: We'll get remarried tomorrow. Don't worry about okay, it.
1: Okay, okay. Can you just be cool? I'm trying to podcast. Jim
2: Bankoff, I need you to fire me.
1: It's the business of the future. Georgia Tech, take my degree away. I hereby relinquish all my degrees. (laughs) City of Tampa, all those arrest records, throw them out. It's the only way to get the virus out of the system.
2: (laughs) I promise I'll recommit the crime so we can get the paperwork straight.
1: Okay, we're going to fix it. I'm going to relive my life exactly how I did, which is the saddest part. Every mistake remade! This is like a, a movie somebody made
2: in 1997. I'm certain of it.
1: Well, what we're describing is Groundhog Day, but you you choose to make this happen. It's like
2: a, a Groundhog Day knockoff that totally came out in like 1997, where like a man decides, probably Jim Carrey or Adam Sandler, decides that like this one thing I fucked up, I'm a, actually a bad dad. I gotta go back and relive my entire life and change one detail. But then he realizes...
1: No, it was perfect the way it was, because I have this child. My son was meant to hate me. It will make <laughs> him <horrible> stronger. <laughs> my horrible son is perfect the way he was. T- Tad, Tad, I'm sorry. I tried to make you love me.
2: They'd have a very, a very '90s movie name.
1: Oh, my beautiful
2: boy, Buttburger loves me. <laughs> Because I accepted him for who he is in the end. He was me.
1: And then you're like, huh, Harry Connick Jr. is like a supporting actor in this. Why? Why did he do that? He's and good. Then the Offspring play. They're also in the movie, though. I have to go back to the Offspring concert where it all went wrong.
2: Also, a Method manager so supporting <laughs> actor.
0: <laughs> this movie sounded pretty good.
1: Method Man plays a family court judge, huh? Interesting. Who's high it's all the, the time? Who's, who's high all the time? Well He's high cop that's in the credits.
2: The <laughs> Method Man. High cop.
1: They called him by his they called him Terrence. They had like he was in the movie a lot. I don't know why he's listed as high cop.
2: <laughs> and then the, the spin-off. A year later, Hi cock. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, is that better?
1: Uh, it's it's different. Wow, we're leaving everything we it's just louder. had in. Don't worry.
2: Of course, louder. Than. That's for sure. It's, it's, no, we're it's still rolling, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never stop. I don't,
2: don't want to forget about these good ideas. No, this okay. this
1: this podcast is a Kansas State drive. It keeps going. And the goal is to be long, not necessarily good, not necessarily end in anything. It's just a chew fucking clock. I think that's a good, I think that's a good segue,
0: if you want it. Okay, yeah, go ahead. That, that's exactly what Mississippi State tried to do in Alabama.
1: Oh, wow. God, man.
0: They did, though. I'm not making, not making I,
1: anything I up. I know, I know. I'm just so annoyed with Mississippi State because they had two fourth downs, a fourth and one that they could have gone to after a made field goal had a penalty on it that they could have repl- could have taken the ball again and tried to get a first down, which mm-hmm. like all told, I can I can kind of say like yeah, fine. They wanted to get that got them to seven points that they felt like they had. It would have been a bad momentum shift if they had gotten knocked off the field on fourth down. Whatever, but then they had this fourth and three. On I believe the other side of the fifty, late in the game, and they're just like, "Well, we'll punt it away and immediately like Bama with no trouble at all, just marches down the field on them." It was the most frustrating thing I've ever seen. It just it, it, and and Spencer, you were absolutely right when you said that when you play Alabama, you have to play like you're the underdog and behind the whole time,
0: the entire time
1: you can't ever you can't ever start being like well let's just ease off that no keep the gas pedal to the fucking floor
0: the entire time and it's weird because you say put the, the pedal down to the floor the entire time and that's correct but also a strange phrase because the other way to beat them is to play like an underdog and play really really slow which is kind of it's weird when you think about teams that have gone head to head with them a lot of times, they're teams that have played as quickly as possible, right? Right. Like Ole Miss uh, with under Hugh Freeze, or you know, the sumlin Manziel team that managed to beat them in Tuscaloosa, or um, when you think about Clemson and the way Deshaun Watson, you know, played at stretches against them for for the Tigers in the championship game, and even in the the game that Clemson lost the year before, right? Like this was actually like kind of an innovative approach for, for not just any team, but like, like a division team facing them, right? And they came real close to pulling it off. And when it came time to continue that and to play like the entire manual of underdog football to the hilt, they flinched and they punted and they didn't take the, they didn't take the chance to get the ball back and keep eating clock and to keep that offense off the field. Because here's the other thing. What have we talked about when it comes to college football and emotions that there's only one man who really has them, and it's Todd Grantham, the defensive coordinator for Mississippi State. He's the only person <laughs> with emotions. They're very,
1: very big emotions. You know how men are. Is I didn't know blitz was an emotion, but okay. Blitz, <laughs> blitzing is... Blitzing Good is morning, blitzing. Todd. How are you feeling, blitz? Blitzing is what you do. That's pretty accurate,
0: though. Yeah, I mean... It's how men show emotions, okay? You know men, they're unstable. You know, they just get so emotional about everything. And Todd Grantham, he's hes a man with a lot of feelings, all right?
1: God, he would be an amazing president. He would be just day three. Ugh, my bowels are all backed up. S- s- launch all the nukes! Launch all of them!
0: This is the most damning thing, okay? It's great, Delaware! Oh, it's bad enough. Do you mean Denmark? You know, I mean both. When you get into the situation where there is a, I believe, what what was, was it? Third and 13?
1: It was third. It was third. It was, it was third and 15. There were 31 seconds left in the game. And Alabama had the ball at its own 43. So they were not in position to kick a field goal um, to win the game. And they obviously had a long way to go to either get into that position or keep the drive going.
0: Mm-hmm. Alabama lines up. They are uh they're probably gonna pass to Calvin Ridley. Now this is just a guess because this play never happened, okay? But Calvin Ridley pretty much bailed out Alabama on any third and long or second and long situation that they were facing, right?
1: Well, it's also a good guess because they completed ten passes and five of them went to Calvin Ridley.
0: Correct. Pretty much their best offensive tool in the passing game is Calvin Ridley. The ball's going to him. Uh, Mississippi State lines up. They're showing blitz. All right? They're they're, going to bring heat. And guess who calls the timeout? Mississippi State. So they go to the sideline. Alabama sees that they're bringing pressure. Listener, what's Alabama going to do? They're probably going to throw a slant. This this ain't hard. They're going to throw a hot route to Calvin Ridley if they see pressure. So naturally, as a defensive coordinator, if you were not emotional, you might back off, lie about the blitz, show pressure, and then fall into coverage. You might do that. And um, they come back out of a timeout, and they run the same blitz they were showing. You think Alabama noticed that? Yeah, 31 yards later, and effectively ending the game and setting up Alabama for the
1: I I like that Todd Grantham his approach he, he does that thing where you tell you know where you tell like an angry person or an angry child like okay you're feeling very upset right now i want you to take some deep breaths and count to 10 and he did that that's what that timeout was and he was still mad he was still mad and just wanted to blitz it out
0: this is still proof of my theory that if you give dan Mullen 20 years he will make mississippi state the best football team in the sec west it's gonna take him 20 years that's how and you know what That's probably about five years ahead of schedule, given the rest of Mississippi State's history. So he's doing real well. But gradually, eventually, everyone will lose to Mississippi State. Dan Mullen just has to get around to it.
1: We are on year nine. So you're saying we're not even halfway there.
0: Yeah. It's a process. It's a process. It's going to take years. Years. Came within one score of getting Alabama now. Another four years, it's going to be a one-point loss.
1: Okay it's a responsible mortgage. That's what this is.
0: A coach, a mortgage, Dan Mullen, the world's most unpalindrome
1: palindrome.'re um, still I, we're still not talking about the game. I assume we're going to talk about. Are we do we have some sort of pact where we're not going to talk about the fact that Georgia got obliterated on national television? by one of its most hated rivals who, like, looked smarter than it, even though the whole thing is that Georgia's supposed to be a smarter place than Auburn? Are we not going to talk... If we're not going to talk about it, just let me know. Just let me know that we're not going to talk about... Is Georgia supposed to be a smarter place than Auburn? I mean, if you ask any Georgia fan, yeah.
2: Well, like, why would would they have an opinion on that, though? That's some big tension right there. (laughs) I've never heard it. (laughs) Is, is there degreased Mac talk within the
1: SEC? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Mm. There's there's Why? pretty much there's pretty much Vanderbilt going we're not the SEC. No.
1: <laughs> and everybody else going we ag- we agree.
0: Yeah, <laughs> That is that is some big ten shit. I do enjoy that there's really very little difference between an Auburn fan and a UGA fan. Maybe maybe Auburn fans have this. They do. Somewhat buy into the notion that Auburn is a family, which, which I agree. What would be more family-ish than to be Georgia, show up for a weekend barbecue, and end up in a surprise brawl with someone you haven't seen in a while? <laughs> to get blindsided at the barbecue.
1: Here's the thing: it's not it's not a surprise. This happened. You know that this fight is coming. Okay. You you I mean you remember. You remember what Gus did two Thanksgivings ago? God damn it.
0: Yeah, but, you know, you've been working out, man. You didn't think it'd go
2: like this. Things have been going real well. I like the idea of Georgia rolling up like, we're going to show off our cool new trick. You know, we got this cool stunt we do. It's called rushing for 200 yards. We're going we're gonna to really impress the, those Auburn folks this time. The Auburns. <laughs> And uh, then they just shut you down and humiliate you in front of the whole, you know, front of the whole potluck. Damn! He pulled up. He pulled up in his new. Well, actually, new to him,
0: it's probably used Lexus, right? It's a Georgia thing, right? So pulls up in his hey, big Hey, that's new that's truck. just
1: that's just good value, all right. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a F
2: three fifty, that's for sure.
0: Exactly. Did does he need it? No, but that F three fifty, it's it's gotten hundreds of rushing yards this year. You pull up in the new F three fifty, the minute you pull up, guess what Gus thought. I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> that's, that's weird. You still driving the same single wing truck, Gus? Yeah. I don't know this F F3, three this F three fifty man. It's been pulling everything.
2: Oh, oh, and then he had to tow your ass out of the mud. Oh, that's <laughs> embarrassing. George. What is
1: what, what is that? Was that an automatic? Yeah. You know I don't drive stick. I got these velvety hands. I'm not. I'm not ruining my my short game hands. You kidding me? Who?
0: Just sitting there flipping the Bubba Burgers on the grill, thinking I'm going to whip his ass in front of everybody.
2: And that's what happened. And they that's did. What happened. And after the game, be filmed saying, boy, we whipped the dog crap out of them, didn't
1: we?
0: Because <laughs> that's what Gus Malzahn did. Like, almost into the mic. If you listen to it, it almost sounds fake. <laughs> but it's obviously Gus Malzahn. He's just real close as if he leaned into the mic like, <clears throat> don't pick this up and we beat the dog crap <laughs> out of him. <laughs> Just we a secret to between
2: you and me, America. It's like Bernie Mac addressing <laughs> America. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. America, we got problems.
0: I can't block. I can't <laughs> run block. I can't pass block. My beautiful freshman quarterback, they left him out there.
2: I think My favorite thing from this game was everyone knew the blueprint to shutting down Georgia. Like... <laughs> Fucking Florida figured it out. They couldn't do it. No, but they broadcast before the game that they knew what it was, which was make Jake Fromm win the game, not make him complete a slant, make him win the game. Uh, South Carolina openly talked about it too. They just couldn't do it. Auburn didn't say all that stuff, but they did it. Like it, it was, it was the thing to pay attention to when Georgia had the ball. Was they're gonna try and run? It ain't gonna work next drive same thing next drive third and long next drive third and long and from uh, he played pretty well considering no run game pass rushing in his face all day long lots and lots and lots of third and longs i thought he played very well for a freshman on the
0: road I thought, so. I thought so too he took man he
2: he took a beating too
0: he took like that kind of beating where where like he's he took a beating where he posted a bible verse on twitter afterwards that's when i know that auburn defense got, uh, the auburn defense got to you is when you're like I guess the Lord has a plan Pass me been, that t- t- back.
2: been touched from above. Yeah.
0: You know, <laughs> when you have to, when you get beat so bad, you have to, you, you got to lean on faith. Now I'm not mocking Jake Fromm's faith. I'm just saying he had to invoke it. Okay. Yeah, we've, you don't, all,
2: we've, all, we've all been there.
0: You don't do that when you, you win by 10, you know, you're like,
1: Hey, thanks God. I do sincerely want to know if you, um, if you go to a Georgia church and your pastor or priest, use Georgia as the point of reference in the sermon on Sunday, please let me know. I really 100%. want to hear about that. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Because <laughs> I'm so certain it happened. So, so certain. Well, the Lord, the Lord gives us gifts. So, so many gifts. But if we squander those gifts, if we don't properly manage them, and if we constantly put ourselves in bad third down situations in life, we can't ask the Lord to bail us out. With a it, penalty did, flag. Did the Lord
2: find you wide open? And did you drop it as Georgia did twice on Saturday? Which, even if those had been turned into touchdowns, we still would have lost. Because that, that's how big the differential. But let's, let's ignore all that. My point is just catch your blessings. Because then the loss will look more respectable. You know, Tell you and Auburn, Auburn's
0: defensive line. Oh. <laughs> they did Woo. some... They did some horrendous things to that offensive line. That's not a bad offensive line at all. Not at all. They got thrown around. Big time. Also, I know things are going well for Auburn because all the following things happen. They got carry on Johnson. He he better be a good running back. His name is carry on. And he got 32 carries. And he's the kind of running back who, when he gets 32 carries, looks like 33 is going to be easy. 34 might be easier. And if Gus Malzahn has that, Well, he hasn't had that since Trey Mason, right? And that year went pretty well for him. If they have a running back who can do that and get in carry and get that kind of like mileage without any serious fatigue in a game and in fact get stronger. Oh, and also carry the ball because a big play towards the end of the game was a throwback screen that Johnson just carries happily. Like, oh, I can do that too. I'm one of those few college running backs who can actually catch the ball and run with it like a receiver. That's, that's not anything you want Gus Malzahn and the Auburn offensive staff to have, right? Especially with the quarterback who, oh yeah, can get him the ball with, with accuracy and touch on those. It's not, it's not anything you want to deal with.
2: The shit just looks so damn replicable from start to finish that like, okay, if Auburn gets past Bama, which Bama is Georgia with uh, more options on offense, we can say, but also with at this point, maybe less depth on defense, you know. In the iron Bowl, if Carry On's up to thirty carries, we might be down to Bama's third, st- fourth string linebackers with their mm-hmm. injury issues. So Auburn can beat Bama. Oh um, man, the th- Sandman th- coming out hot. Well, I mean, I, I, <clears throat> I did, I did, I, I wasn't one on are, this program last one. week who predicted Auburn would That's win. That's true. That's true. Check, check the resume. You did. That's true. Uh, and, uh, and also uh, in the. In the in the ball projections post this morning, I have Auburn in the playoff, by (laughs) the way. I was working my way toward that. But, I mean, if Auburn gets Georgia again, what would be different? Like, this wasn't the kind of game where it was like, oh, there's this kick return, there's this interception, there's this, that, and the other. It was like, Auburn is good at making you not do the things you're good at. Like, Auburn is designed to beat this Georgia team. How can you? Do, what can you do about that?
1: Yeah, they they also they did do a lot of schematic things that seemed very new for at least this year's Auburn team. A lot of like combo routes and things where Stidham would intentionally move the linebackers of the safeties with his eyes to open up huge gaps later for somebody in the middle of the field. Like there, there are some things that I think you can maybe if you're Georgia and you do end up playing Auburn again in the championship game, you can look at tape and say, okay, these are the ways in which they made us look stupid. I don't know that you can necessarily avoid them, but you can be aware of them. Georgia's defense, though, I mean, at first they were, they were holding Auburn to field goals, and y- you kind of got the sense of like, well, maybe Auburn is sort of unloading everything early, but they're not finishing in the end zone, and that's going to come back to bite them. But they still had more. And that was the real problem was that the defense could net like at no meaningful point could the bulldog defense get get them off the field, and I I don't know if they can fix that.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a thing here um, that you know you look at a score like this and you go, well, maybe this was just a matter of some big plays. No, man, no, there were there were so many like, oh look, it's Carryon Johnson picking up a second one. They got 25 first downs.
1: They got they got, the two, they got they, two they got two sacks. They got two sacks in this game. This is the same team that what gave up yeah, 10 no, sacks to Clemson. I'm not saying you got to get to 10, but <laughs> lord.
2: I think my favorite Auburn drive in this whole game was actually it was technically a Georgia drive, but my favorite Auburn feat was they forced two Georgia three and outs on one drive. They forced one penalty, forced another, punt. It was just you are hopeless Georgia
1: hopeless they that that dropped that that dropped deep ball wide open what in like the second quarter <laughs> or something that was the one time i was like okay that might be the sign that the football gods have said fuck you georgia <laughs> yes,
0: today yes, this is yeah this is over there's, there's another thing too from from didn't throw a pick you would think like oh man freshman qb just went all over the place right through like three picks i don't know Maybe like Notre Dame against Miami, you know, having a guy throw two picks and having another quarterback throw a pick six. Nope, from from play clean. It's worse when you see that because you go, "Oh, the other team just blew you off the ball the entire game."
1: Yeah, he didn't. He didn't throw any picks because they weren't on the field. They were just. <laughs> and, and, and Georgia, no, I mean that. They actually
2: didn't have the ball.
1: That sounds shitty, but other than the touchdown. To open the first to open to open the game. They go five plays three yards, three plays seven yards, three plays minus eleven yards, three plays eight yards, six plays twenty seven yards, that still ended in a punt. I think that's the um that might be the one that uh Jason's referring to. And then three plays one yard, where they Oh, this is the best part. This was the dumbest part of the game. This is where Georgia deserved to lose this game. At the end of the first half, it's 16-7. Auburn has gotten the ball back, but they have it deep in their own territory with like a minute to play. And Georgia's defense steps up. They stop Carryon Johnson for no gain on first down, and then on second down they stop him for three. He only gets three yards. And then they call a timeout. Uh, the clock's at 42 seconds, but they have one more timeout, com- uh, remaining. Uh, Jarrett Stedham completes a very short, like, kind of bubble screeny pass to Darius Slayton. One yard. Georgia calls timeout again. There are 36 seconds on the clock. Auburn punts the ball, not very well, because Georgia returns the ball all the way to the Auburn 26. There are now 17 seconds left. Now, Georgia has, I, I believe, no timeouts left at this point, but they have the ball at the 26, down nine points. Spencer Hall, what are you going to try to do at this point?
0: Well, let's see. I'm down nine. Yep. I got no timeouts.
1: No timeouts, but 17 seconds left to play. So, so you've got you've got time to work with.
0: Yeah, um, you know what? I mean, I got a, I got a good quarterback, right? Yeah, got some receivers that can make things happen. You Let's got go, ru- you got running backs that can catch the ball reasonably well. Sure, sure. You know what? We're just we're gonna put them in the pattern. We're gonna throw a couple of, you know, we're just gonna put it out there, see what happens, right? No,
1: nope. no, you're not. No. Sony Michelle took uh, the ball to the left side of the line for one yard. They spiked the ball on second and nine with four seconds left, and then they miss. And then they missed a forty-two yard field goal because they fucking deserved to. You had the ball of the twenty-six, and you didn't even try. It was it was infuri- it, Like they had enough time where they don't even have to go end zone. There, they can say, "All right, we we have two guys going to the end zone. We have two guys setting up intermediate routes." Worst case, we're completing a nine-yard pass. We're spiking the ball there. We're kicking the field goal. At least it's fucking closer! Sorry. Sorry.
2: No, that's deserved. Georgia deserves this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they got it twice because, um, admittedly, I think that they were circumstantially somewhat screwed from the beginning. Correct? But um, they, they aided and abetted, you know? When you when you got the devil on your shoulder telling you everything wrong, don't don't go along with it, don't help them out, because that's what Georgia did.
1: Well, everything you say is true. Um, they're, they they still have like a good chance to make the playoff. It's not absolutely. out of the question. So absolutely. So calm down, Georgia. You're fine. Which is which is amazing because
0: Georgia can have a game where they did everything as badly as they possibly could. With maybe the exception of the passing game, right?
1: That, that, they, okay. that they only did almost as badly as they possibly could.
0: I mean, that was okay, right? It was like they're going to look at it and go, this is the part of the house that burned less than the rest of it, right?
1: This only has smoke damage.
0: Yeah, like they can throw up this absolute like turd of a game.
1: And they still might
0: win the national title. They still might win the SEC. Football's amazing. Because they just coughed up a big one. They're like, oh, I got that out of our system.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that thing's been rattling around in there for I don't know how long. You know? They like, just cast out a demon, is what they did. Now we're putting it in Georgia Auburn terms. It's true.
1: Plus, it's important it's important to remember that even this late in the season, one week does not determine who you are or how good you are or how we should think of you. And I say this because oh my god, Ohio saved <laughs> what the shit.
0: If you'd asked me if you'd asked me a week ago who's the worst team in college football this week, I'd be like, oh Ohio State. It's awful. <laughs> if you asked me this week, who's the most ass kicking tyrant of a team in college football, would be like, Oh god, that's Ohio State. One hundred percent.
2: New week, new me. It's like Every fucking week is a different... Like, if you go back to all the way to the, um, the playoff, like, every single week, it's, it, they're either... Either they look like Ohio State or the other team looks like Ohio State. And you kind of don't know which way it's going to go.
1: It's good. It's like every two weeks, you combine into a superhero movie. And Iowa, that's Act 1... Where Batman gets his ass kicked and it's like, Oh no, they broke my back and I gotta somehow crawl out of this cave. And this was act two. Sorry, Michigan State. Jeez. Ah, these numbers, these numbers are not fit for children, not fit for many adults. This featured one of the saddest field goals I've ever seen. Um, when Michigan State kicked one at the end of the, the first half down 35 points already. And yeah, those are the only points they scored. Great job, guys. Mm. You got outgained every, by over three hundred yards.
0: Every comeback starts with a single point. All right. Or yeah. or three. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just that one didn't that one didn't finish. It started. Just, still going. Yeah,
2: still going. Still going. They're, they're gonna pick it up in a year. Watch the spring game. <laughs> when, they, that's when they really roll it up, roll it up. Vegas is smart,
1: man. (laughs) Vegas is really fucking good at this shit. Vegas is smart because Vegas actually bothers to go back and look at the other games. And you're like, man, how did Michigan State get up? This is the same team that beat Minnesota by three. All right? They beat Indiana by eight. I get that we were all excited that they beat Penn State. And that still meant a lot a week ago. But, man, this team has been on the struggle bus a lot this season. I don't know, but that's
2: the way it always is, though. Like, every every year we look up, like, well, the computers all adore Ohio State and Michigan State. They got them ranked, like, 47th, and you can look and see, like, Michigan State recovers 100% of fumbles. That can't possibly sustain itself. You know, like, Michigan State is completely inflated you know bullshit that just somehow keeps, and I say this with all affections It's my favorite f b s team um no one knows how or why it wins. it just keeps rolling, but the fiddler came home or whatever the phrase is, you know time to pay the cows time to time to pay the cows well, like this is
0: I think the deeper you get into the season, right, the more you can see that there are i don't really believe in momentum but it, it, but I do believe in timing and in situations that definitely benefit one team or another. Like, for instance, where did Michigan state like end up last week? Right. They ended up where we where Jason and I put them, right. Which is in the veil of improbable success that Michigan state continues to be way better than they are despite the numbers, right? Like, Oh man, how with the numbers? The only number Michigan State cares about is W. W is not a number? <laughs> Ask
1: Mark D'Antonio. It's two V's, all right? And that's a Roman numeral. It's limited yeah, thinking like yeah. that
0: that keeps you from being a Michigan State It's Spartan 10, game. and
1: that's the number of points we try to score in every game. W, you get it? So, it,
0: like, we thought, oh, man, that's they're right exactly where we thought they should be, right? Meanwhile, Ohio State coughs up what is the most, like the most goddamn improbable collapse of the year? Right? They gave up 55 to Iowa. Mm-hmm. And you go, I don't know. I, so so turning that corner, you're like, one, this is exactly when Michigan State should fall off, regress, and become exactly what people think they are. And two, they're facing a team that wanted nothing more than to dismantle someone.
1: Yeah, so this is, works. yeah, it's just, I mean, I don't know. This feels uh. extremely urban. Meyer, urban. Meyer's teams just do not lose two games in a row. It doesn't matter if they look, com- it, if, it doesn't matter if they look terrible the week before, but this was true at Florida with the exception of 2007, which we all agree is the year that proves everyone is dumb and wrong. And it was, and it's been true at Ohio State. You go back and, you you know, 2015, they lose that Michigan State game. Everybody's upset because they didn't run the ball enough. Got Michigan next on the road. Number 10 Michigan at that point, 42-13. Just destroy him. I don't know.
2: Like, e- e- even the Urban Meyer Revenge thing was flipped on its head here. Because, like, okay, Clemson 31, Ohio State 0. That set up an entire offseason of, oh, shit, Urban's going to have these fellas ready to roll. You know, like they are going to be spitting fucking mad all this entire year. And then they get blown out at home by Oklahoma. And then after that, it was all they're going to destroy everything in their
1: path. And they did. And then they got destroyed by Iowa. So listen, listen, the Clemson, the Clemson thing meant that they destroyed Indiana. That's all. And they did. And
2: then then they were satisfied. (laughs) They have taken their fill.
1: It's one for one. It's legit. It's fair.
2: We have corrected the ledger.
1: We have fixed everything. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I
0: don't, I don't know that, I don't know that this this ass beating doesn't make complete sense. And there's very few of those, right? Like, we've had some this year which have been completely baffling, right? Like, Cal just turning around and beating a Wazoo thirty-seven-three on a random Friday night. That that'll happen, right? But this. Th- this
2: one checks out. Now, you know, it if, you, if you take the names off the teams, take the logos off the helmets. Yes. Total sense. You know, it's it's the recent history in the series that that's what that that's what will baffle me here. <laughs> it's just not supposed to happen like this. Okay, Why did okay. it happen
1: like this? Are you are you more baffled by this result or Wake Forest scoring 64 points and getting 734 <laughs> yards on Syracuse? I didn't pay attention to this game at all while it was happening. I couldn't have told... Only because somebody tweeted at the Fullcast account am I even aware that this this is a real thing. But yeah, they threw for 363. They pa- they they ran for 371. They scored 64 points, including 24 points in the fourth quarter. What? What are yeah. you doing, Lake Forest?
0: Settle down, wait. I know, man. Just chill. Just <laughs> chill. He's rumbling, rumbling through the bar. You're way too high,
1: Wake is You're way too high. Never I don't even down. believe in that concept. But damn, Wake, that's too high. It's way too high. Let's do some ad reads,
0: please. Mm. From Van. Please read the following in Mac Brown's voice. I'm not going to read the following just yet. I'm going to get into Mac Brown's character. Which is pretty much just George W. Bush, the way I do it.
1: And we all we will also note that uh, Texas successfully avenged their most b- bitter rivalry loss of last year and beat the Kansas Jayhawks. Congratulations to Texas Hookem.
0: Damn right, took down. And you know, speaking of avenging things, I'm supposed to say the following, and you'll all feel like you got some form of vengeance when you hear this joke, because I got a joke to tell you. Not particularly good at these. But I'm going to try it. And I'm going to try to get through the whole thing without leaving early. Question. What is the difference between a Camaro and an erection? The answer? <laughs> I don't have a Camaro. <laughs> ah! Hook him. Still got it. Still got it. Talk to you later.
2: Good, Good one, Coach. Jason? So, uh, this one relates to the biggest game we have yet to discuss. Mm, yeah. Um, this is from Colin, and, of course, these uh, ad reads were part of our charity drive, Hurricane Disaster Relief. Um, Colin would like, I guess, to answer this question, if Oklahoma wins the national championship, does that make their rookie head coach a Lincoln Continental? Um, by one definition of the word continental, um he would, he would be the coach of the best football best college football team on the continent goes without saying um, Canada's got college football. It's not very good. Mexico's got college football. Uh, it's got a long way to go. So Yes, by that definitely I, I think there are a few Lincoln models that would be a bit more apt for Lincoln Riley um, This week you could go with a Lincoln MKT Mayfield killed Mayfield killed TCU <laughs> Um, You also got the Lincoln Sport, which was a Lincoln model that was discontinued about 50 years before Lincoln Riley's birth. Yes, he is 17 years old, head coach. It's very impressive. Um, The Lincoln Mardi Gras, maybe go to the Sugar Bowl semifinal. The Lincoln Indianapolis, which, shit, you went to the Big Ten title game instead of the Big 12 title game. Better hurry back. They're going to put Kansas State in your spot, which means that shit's going to be over before you get there. Um, There was a concept model, the Lincoln Machete, which... Shit! That means you went to the St. Pete Bowl. You have to hack your way back out. You ain't gonna make it. You just live in you just live in St. Pete now. Um, the one that's most appropriate to the title games city, which is Atlanta. Uh, it's roads. It's confusing roads. They all have the same name. None of them are in. Very few of them are in grids. They're all going in every angle you can imagine all at once, and they're all wall to wall with cars. The Lincoln Navigator. Lincoln, if you make it, if you make it to our town, you're going to need some help getting to the stadium. Um, and if you do win, hey, we got a Lincoln coronation for you. So you can tell the entire story of Oklahoma season uh, just based on Lincoln Lincoln cars that either were made, weren't made, or were never meant to be made.
1: Okay, now I have to do my thing. Um, so. I am combining three different charity asks. These are all variously from Nick, Kevin, and Sanjay. They all wanted, in some form, the Brady Hoke voice. And I haven't really. I know Spencer and I did Brady Hoke getting arrested by Jeff Sessions probably like six weeks ago at this point. But I haven't. There hasn't been like a lot of occasion for Brady Hoke voice. But there is now. Because. He's back on top. Which top is that, Spencer? He's back on Rocky Top, y'all. <clears <clears <throat>
0: gonna do it. Oh, oh let's go get
1: that wish that <laughs> I was on old Rocky Top, down in the Tennessee hills. Ain't no smoggy smoke on Rocky Top. Ain't no telephone bills. Once I had a girl on Rocky Top, half a bear, other half a cat. Wild as a mink, but sweet as soda pop. I still dream about that. Uh, I do dream about soda. My doctor says it's perfectly healthy. I'm excited to be here in the University of Tennessee for the volunteers. Remember, volunteers, you love them, and that's why it's okay that you're not paying them. I do get paid. I think it's not clear.
0: <laughs> I was moving. That was really, you know. There's. I was about to just like get on your ass and rem- remind you that. There's multiple verses to Rocky uh, Top. Oh, no, yeah. Know, that's not, them no, all. No, no. But it, that sounded too painful. So I appreciate you soldiering through.
1: Thank you. Um Yeah, th- this all right, again, because some people get their college football news from this podcast, God help them. Butch Jones has been fired as head coach of the Tennessee Vols. Damn, we let him know like a week and a half early this I time. know, I know. We're pretty we're pretty cool like that. Um this was not an unexpected move. and But I think for weeks, we were like, what the fuck is taking them so long? Like, there is no case to be made. There is no new information emerging. There didn't seem to be, like, a date they needed to hit for buyout, for buyout reasons or anything like that. And then now it all makes sense. If they had fired Brady Hoke after the Georgia game... Or, sorry... Let me start over. If they had fired Butch Jones after the Georgia game and continued with the plan they were apparently on where Brady Hoke becomes the interim coach, there is a chance, however small, that Brady Hoke can do enough in that limited run of schedule to make a compelling argument to be the full-time head coach in Knoxville. And they made the smartest choice that they could have, which is to say we will not... We will not allow you enough time to finish this test, okay? <laughs> we will not. We're not taking. The, we're not taking the chance that you're accidentally gonna Christmas tree this and get a fifteen twenty, and all of a sudden you're the dean. That's not happening.
2: It's like advertising the all-you-can-eat, but then you're, <laughs> hey, we're closing in forty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: How but I, just, I was. I was promised more shrimp.
0: I I wanted to go back, Jason. You've missed one Lincoln that you could have used to talk about Lincoln Riley and mm-hmm. Oklahoma and explaining their whole season. I would have said that that lost taunting Des Moines would would be the LTD, the mm-hmm. Lincoln LTD,
2: mm-hmm.
0: or or alternately losing to Iowa State would be the Lincoln LTD because you lost to dirt. <laughs> <laughs> We're proud of that dirt in Iowa. Um, Beats America.
1: Were, were TCU and Oklahoma actually rooting for Iowa State to beat Oklahoma State? Or do they not care?
2: No, they wanted <laughs> Oklahoma State to win that one. Why? Yeah. Because now the loser is still in line for the Big 12 title game. If If Iowa State had won... Iowa State will hold the tiebreaker over TCU, and the Big Twelve title game would very likely be Oklahoma. Iowa State.
1: No, I hear you. I just feel like Oklahoma should want that revenge opportunity.
0: Mm-hmm. No, no, just run away from that. You don't I want like no Iowa State, <laughs> Iowa
2: State brother. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying the loser of that game is happy that Iowa State.
1: Sure, lost. sure, sure. The yeah, I get and that. the The
2: winner, however, would probably prefer to play. Face I was, was going to say,
0: I think Oklahoma's best strategy. Is, is to not play them again, not because they would lose, because if you look, like, the stat sheet was... Like, it was a fluke. It was a good fluke. Iowa State's had a great year, okay? But but statistically, if that happens again, oh, Oklahoma's going to win, because they're a better football team on paper. On paper, not on dirt. On dirt, Iowa State's got that 1-0 on the year, baby. I think a rematch would actually have the unintended side effect of this. I think it would remind everybody that they had actually lost to Iowa State, right? They'd be like, man, they beat Iowa State
2: by 40 points, but all the voters would be like, they lost
1: to them? (laughs) Interesting. So they're 500 against Iowa State.
2: Uh, I and the rest of the committee felt that the uh, reminder that Oklahoma lost to Iowa State was deeply concerning. We had completely forgotten about that until we saw the highlights during the Big 12 title. I mean,
0: to be fair, that happened at, like, a noon, right? We always talk about, like, the Pac-12 effect, but that happened at noon, meaning, like, you know, there's, like, the brunch effect, right? Like, right like, oh, I don't know, I was eating some, some, like, delicious blueberry lemon ricotta pancakes.
2: Yeah, that's the the
0: 11 a.m. central body clocks. Yeah. I was just trying to get through some breakfast meats when that happened.
1: Now we have assured that TCU is going to win the Big Twelve championship game, right? Because that's the thing that fucks the Big Twelve up the most, right?
0: Yeah, because I think this is the year when every conference does this, mm-hmm. right? Like every conference, every conference is going to have the most mathematically problematical champion imaginable. So yeah, TCU wins a conference. Um, who's that going to be out of the Pac twelve? Stanford. A- Stanford,
1: uh, Stanford. It's Stanford. Uh, Stanford. <laughs> They need to not lose to Cal. They need Washington to be Wazoo. But that's like, none of this is impossible for Stanford. Right. For like a really average, not that interesting Stanford team.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, or this, that you get like USC Wazoo in the title game. And Wazoo somehow manages to pull out a complete horseshit win out of this. And that immediately invalidates the Pac-12. Like, they'll just be like,
2: Wazoo? That didn't happen. That's a procedural error. So uh, yeah, eleven and two Wazoo wins the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. TCU wins the Big Twelve rematch. That sentence encapsulates encapsulates like every Big Twelve decision over the last decade, all culminating in oh shit. Like, the worst possible outcome for the you conference. Let, you let you let a bunch of like huge schools leave because you really like this one. Super, super cool, popular school. And then you had to do this realignment thing. And you had to bring in this troublemaker, TCU, who, like, their entire brand is they just fuck up things for, like, bigger, you know, bigger programs. Um, So now they're going to fuck up your entire conference. uh, And they're going to do it via a conference title game that everyone advised you not to have. Like, Oklahoma is in line to clinch a playoff spot. If it didn't have to play this game as it did two years ago. Oklahoma, you beat, I think it's what is it? Kansas in West Virginia, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're in the playoff. They don't even need to go to the title game. They're good. They're gonna be like number three on Tuesday. But anyway, so you have that, and then you have you have Wazzu and TCU as two lost conference champs. They're gonna they're just gonna put in like three Ohio states in the playoff.
1: Um, you know who's still you know who's still alive though in the Big Ten East? It's, oh. Mich- it's Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> going to do it man it's technically true they don't eat, it, listen listen they do have to beat undefeated wisconsin on the road then they have to beat ohio state so th- they have a they have a road to go
0: you're che- you're 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 like cheating up on what i was going for which is this the worst possible outcome for the big 10 is for michigan to do that mhm to face Wisconsin again, mm-hmm. right? So we get multiple rematches in conference games and conference championships and makes them look absolutely ridiculous. And for Wisconsin to lose twice to Michigan, the eventual Big Ten champion with two losses, and Harbaugh just smiling atop this smoldering pile of well, wreckage.
1: Well what's great is that <laughs> it, it's already it's already mid-November and Michigan fans have not been thinking about the playoff. So their notes oh. their notes, their talking points, their stump speeches, they're not ready. So they're gonna have to get all this shit together. Like after that Wisconsin game, if they win, they're gonna immediately have to pivot to, well, you know, if you look at Michigan scheduled very strong out of conference. That was arguably the best Florida has been all season. It, technically, that's true. You don't need to look into it any further. Um, and, and yeah, they'll just, they'll just immediately have to start pivoting into aggressive arguing for why Michigan should get into the playoff. And you know what? If they can beat Ohio state and Wisconsin and Wisconsin again, and everything else falls into place. I don't know that I have a terrible argument against it at this point. This is sure. going to be, this is going to be an awesome year. For the playoff committee. They're going to have to make so many bad de- so many tough decisions. I mean it kinda lines up. Like if
2: we can just agree the Pac twelve is out.
1: Oh yeah. No no no. Yes. There is each, each of
2: the other four power ch-
1: champs. Yes. There is there is a clean route to all of it. Wisconsin wins out, Oklahoma wins out, Clemson or Miami at this point. Really doesn't matter I mean, which you, one. You
2: can do you can do, you know, the Michigan, the TCU, um, the Miami loses to Pitt and beat Clemson. Like you can do all that bullshit. Auburn, you know, let's just agree the Pac-12. You're sorry, you're just out. Like, okay, you're fine with that, right? You're probably not. It's just the I'm, way it is.
0: I'm I'm fine with every conference being out and us having to scrap over a bunch of 2 lost teams that we're trying to like sandwich in, right?
2: With something I mean, like I, I guess the 2 less like- USC would probably have it kind of a case because like, yeah. both their losses were like, well, we had a lot of injuries. you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm really just
0: trying to find a way to get Alabama a title here, i.e. one loss, not in the championship game, and then they get to the playoff and win everything. I'm just looking out for you guys. That's all I'm about is protecting the Alabama football program because I can't have you winning the conference, right? Nope. You're going to get in.
2: You got to not win the conference and then get in the playoff. Who's like the the one seed that would it might be Miami. Like Miami's in really good shape to take the one seed if they you know if they went out that would include a win over Clemson and everything. Um if Bama comes rolling in is that four seed, an eleven and one, you know, like lose to Auburn, but still get put in. <sighs> oh, and then we've got
1: so there is also I wanna add one other thing. There is a there is a very non zero chance at this point that Notre Dame will get to the end of the season and say that and say that they played all four the four of the five power five conference champions. It's entirely possible. Miami, USC, Stanford, Georgia, Michigan State, all of those teams could win their conference at this point. And Notre Dame could be get to the end of it and be like, "Motherfucker, are you are you going to ding us for this because we we went 500 against that?"
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's what's going to happen. Because this is the best part. Everyone's going to get to the end of the season and they're going to say, well, I don't know. We played, a we played a conference championship game. You can't fault us for that. That's why we have two losses. right? That's why we got two. And Notre Dame? Notre Dame's going to be like, we have two losses, but we played all these conference champions. And the voter will come back and go, Well, I don't know. You guys didn't play a conference championship
1: game. Request denied.
0: Request denied.
1: Play, play the best. Play the best military academy. Call it a conference championship game. Do it.
2: Hey, no <laughs> former conference with Army. <laughs> Just Army.
1: I don't know, man. Army might beat them.
2: That Eight, sounds two. like that sounds like Buster Bluth. That's his <laughs> conference. Notre Dame's going to Army. Come play Army with us.